0: You're listening to The Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80's Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. supposed to believe that Travolta Jizz <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no what's Nuh-uh. his name uh, uh, oh he's uh, not Rick in that Seagull. oh he is but that's not Mikey isn't his kid
0: oh
2: uh, okay
1: that dude played in
0: something I don't else in that
2: I really like I know he plays in something else so I have cable to look guy him. no that's not what I mean who's
1: afraid of Virginia Wolf? that's not that's what, what I'm put
2: down for him we'll look him up on IMDB I get
0: the how do you think they did these opening credits puppets puppets <laughs> sperm puppets
1: because <laughs> i mean it's not cg it's practical so it had to be maybe it could be real sperm in a. they just put real sperm in a thing and filmed it who knows Huh? I mean, that's like the but vaginal cave like that's an effect you've seen like before like There's, something else you know like a warper yeah. something <laughs> they just added a sperm in the egg Go to talking
0: this is going all in the podcast <laughs>
1: Why when you record while
0: we're talking about this? It's recording. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna start now, go ahead.
1: Alright guys, welcome welcome back to another great blast from the past with the one the only 80's Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris.
2: I'm the other, San Angelo.
1: And with us as always is our producer, Jesse.
0: Yes, I am with a mic this time.
1: Yes, we are back in the exquisite, Bye. awesome Podcast Network studio. Do it, studio. I know you want to do it. Back in the saddle again! <laughs> there you go, I couldn't take back.
2: that from Trey, He can sing a lot better than me.
1: Nah, uh, and that's not saying much about my talent, believe me. Yeah, we're back in the studio. Glad to be back. Jesse is now Mike, so we don't to pass a mic around the table. Better audio yeah. quality for all our listeners out there. And as you might have realized already, we're doing Look Who's Talking this week, the 1989 classic. And this is a celebrate celebratory episode. This is a, the proper celebration of Daniel's becoming a father, like rea- in reality, not like in utero, but outside the, the womb, like she was born, as we talked about on the last episode. So this is sort of a, a throw to that. And... uh. Actually, I did some research, and I'll mention this to you on the way here, Dana. We originally said on one of the previous episodes that when Allison was born, we're going to do Mr. Mom. Well, we forgot about that, and then <laughs> since then decided we were going to do Look Who's Talking. So, we'll
2: do Mr. Mom. Uh, How'd you maybe. remember?
1: I listened to one of the older episodes oh, on okay. Stitcher, and I was like, oh, I hope nobody Oops. pays attention. <laughs> I hope there's no fact checkers out there. Maybe we can do it. <laughs> we'll do that one soon, eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's a great Michael Keaton classic. It's very
2: rare that you watch a, a video... Like we're watching a little snippet. It was 107,000 views. That you you don't have one dislike. <laughs>
1: 195 oh, yeah. likes. There's no like
2: little asshole that's like oh we'll press dislike. That's r- rare that and you that's
1: see. And
0: that's on that. Look Who's Talking. Yeah, a movie that wasn't rated very high. Yeah, yeah
1: surprisingly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the meat and bones of Look Who's Talking. It was released on October 13th, 1989, a Friday nonetheless. Ooh. And I was shocked that there was no. When to look at what else was released this day? I was shocked there was no Friday the 13th, because usually you could count on it in the 80s. But uh, there was, however, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, was released the same day as Look Who's Talking, and was promptly stomped at the box office by Look Who's Talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget was $7.5 million for Look Who's Talking. It had an opening weekend of $12.1 million, so it made its money back in its opening Quick, weekend, which yes. is amazing. Uh and the worldwide gross, $296 million for this film, made for 7.5. I mean, so, can
2: we can we thank this movie for really creating Travolta's comeback? I, well, I would put it as, I mean, it was his first thing in five years, yeah, I believe. Yeah, at that
1: point, but then, you know, this was 89, and then, uh, you know, he, he was in all three of these. Yeah. The Look Who's Talking 2, Look Who's Talking, Luke's Talking 2, and then Look Who's Talking Now, I believe, yeah, was the third one. the Yeah. You know, and I think I have the dates on here. We'll get into that in the trivia. We'll talk more about that then.
2: Pulp fiction was ninety four, right?
1: I believe no. I thought it, it might have it, it was what, the nineties, but I want
2: No, I thought it was ninety four and it lost to Forrest gump and uh Yeah, in, you're
1: you're right for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. did. You're absolutely right. But uh the thing that uh, Pulp Fiction did for Travolta was establish him not in this in a new type yeah. of character. Like he can play a villain in a sense, depending on what you think mm. uh Vegas what's his damn name in the movie I forgot Jules and Vincent Vincent Vega Vince, yeah because his brother is wow. the is uh Reservoir Dogs uh, Michael Madsen's character is movie. his is Vinny Vegas' oh, brother really? I, didn't I know forget that. his name in that because he was Mr. Oh man I watched it forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no I gotta brush him on Tarantino I need to get Pulp Fiction on Blu-ray that'll solve everything oh. uh But, yeah, you know, because, I mean, Travolta was traditionally, you know, I mean, going back to, you know... uh, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever and... uh, Grease. Grease. Welcome Back, Cotter. You know, he, he mainly did a lot of comedic stuff, and his serious stuff wasn't quite up to par as to what it eventually became. Like, Pulp Fiction was... You know can wildly consider the second coming of john travolta because i mean after pulp fiction you had broken arrow with john you had face off with cage and then all those other you know he was the villain and everything and he was the badass marine or whatever in uh basic and uh the general's daughter you know he had all those more adult role uh roles roles, you know so that it reestablished him as a dramatic actor i'd say and that kind of started too with that with Pulp Fiction for him was uh, you know the idea of Tarantino rebirthing old celebrities yeah. like uh, with Kill Bill a lot of people like David Carradine got a lot more roles after that mm. and then you know we know what happened to him uh,
0: <laughs> yeah that's
1: why it, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work it had opposite mojo for him <laughs> But uh, yeah, look who's talking. Uh, domestically, worldwide gross, like I said, was 296 million. Domestic, it was 140. So it still, still yeah. performed as good outside of the U.S. as it did in the U.S. Yeah, I which didn't is, know it
2: was that big of a hit. Yeah, I really,
1: uh, I didn't. I was so I was shocked. Like mm. honestly, that it was that much. I, I would have guessed that the domestic 140 would have been the worldwide gross. Because again, 1989 dollars. That's way different than today's dollars, for. Uh, worldwide gross for a movie and but this is the awesome part too you know it made 296 million like we said worldwide it was the number 4 highest grossing movie of the year would you care to gander at the top 3 you haven't seen well you've seen one of them maybe I know you haven't seen two of them
2: um, I would assume number 1 is Batman
1: it's actually number 2 I, was, I thought it was number 1 too it's actually number it's number 1 domestically oh I know what but you're but this say. is worldwide
2: that one of them is Field of Dreams nope No. Nope? thought that was 89
1: ok so number 4 is Look Who's Talking number 3 Back to the Future Part Two, mm-hmm. number two, Batman, and the highest. How, grossing... how much?
2: How much did the highest-grossing mate? I didn't write. I ran out of room. Mom, let's start with <laughs> I. I don't know.
1: Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, I've seen ah. ah. oh, Yes, yeah. yeah. You seen them all? I thought I've you, seen you Last seen... Crusade and Raiders. Okay, so and, and Crystal Skull. Oh, uh, yeah. well, since you saw Crystal Skull, the other two don't count. <laughs> or you have to you have to take away one of them because you. Saw the travesty oh, of Crystal Skull. <laughs> no, but yeah, because uh, I knew you hadn't seen Temple. Of Last Crusade was before. my favorite. I mean, because
2: uh, uh, it was my first one. Normally, the one yeah. you watch first. Is kinda
1: well, Last Crusade, like having being a fan of all three of them, Last Crusade is my favorite as well. Because I mean, you got Sean, Sean Connery, Connery <laughs> and Harrison Ford, and the chemistry that they have is hmm. so awesome. And we will do the Indiana Jones trilogy on here eventually. Uh, so we'll talk more about that then. But uh, the IMDb rating was six point up, one, I, was, I believe. Uh, six,
0: no, it wasn't that 5. high. Five point seven. seven but, yeah.
1: Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes was 58%, so wasn't Just about, particularly yeah. praised by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, but nonetheless, it was extremely popular as the budget, I mean, uh, the worldwide gross states, I mean, you don't make $296 million for being a pile of, you know, crap. Well, <laughs> some movies do, I guess I should say. Every saw a movie. Isn't, uh, isn't um, Abe <laughs>
2: Bogota, who played kind of the grandpa on mm-hmm.
1: it, he's still alive, right? Yeah. I oh, thought he was dead. How old is this he's guy? on Conan every once in a while. He was born 1921. Holy crap. So
2: he is 99.
1: Good math. On the spot. What? He looks it, too. Not, not,
2: That's it's incorrect I'm sorry. math. It's 90. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Definitely yeah, got I that trusted wrong. you, Daniel. It's 91, I believe. Yeah. It's 91. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you are right there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's but the uh, fastest
0: math ever, but it's wrong. I could have spit out a number in that case. Nah. Nah. Nah.
1: Good try. College try.
0: He's 1,000.
1: All oh, right, but it was written and directed by Amy Heckerling. Uh, she also did part two, but uh, a lot of like my wife knows her. Like when we were, we were watching it again for the podcast, and she's like, "Oh, that's the chick that did Clueless." I'm like, "I guess." And then you know, IMDb, sure enough, she uh, directed and wrote Clueless, and also uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So she wrote it. I uh, know she directed. I'm not sure if she wrote it. Oh, cool. We're looking. We're looking.
0: Uh, she wrote some TV series stuff, but uh, yeah, because they
1: had a spinoff for uh, from that's the uh, writer. No, she didn't write it. Okay, so you just she just did the, it. His,
2: the the TV series. Yeah. Oh, the okay. fast.
1: Yeah, it was just fast. Yeah, yeah. the TV series was just Fast Times, which was a spinoff and whatnot. And I said whatnot. Oh, we had a. Uh, if uh, If you want to have a drinking game with our podcast, listen to the <laughs> video game episode, and every time either one of us says whatnot, take a shot. You will be <laughs> so effed up by about halfway through it. We're just laughing about that, so that's why I tried to catch myself uh, saying it this time. But hey, hey. Anyway. On to the cast. Have we already talked the about you the, talk. the great Mr. John Travolta. like it the best. Played James, of course. <laughs> Pulp Fiction, Grease, Face Off, Broken Arrow, Basic, Get Shorty, blah, blah, blah. We know A who John ton Tavolta of is, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he play in The Boy in the Plastic Bubble? Like the old 70s I think so, movie? I yes. That sp-
2: was one of his first roles. Yeah. I
1: yeah. knew it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a dashing picture for his internet movie <laughs> database. <laughs> headshot. Glamour shots. <laughs> It does look like a <laughs> glamour glamour shot. shots, you mean <laughs> commercials? Dashing, <laughs> then. There's an '80s memory glamour oh, shots. Oh no, joke! I <laughs> will have to post the link to it on the also on the Facebook well, page. I feel like uh, we were but wrong. there was a uh, like a website for the worst there. glamour shots ever. Really? And like it was people's. Like there's yeah. some <laughs> freaky ones on there, man. Like it's scary. <laughs> but uh, Google it, you'll find them. But uh, also playing in Look Who's Talking was fellow Scientologist to John Travolta, Kirstie Alley, who played Molly. I remember her mainly from Cheers in Star Trek Two, where she was uh, the traitorous Vulcan, Savick. No, maybe that was her name. I don't remember. I'm not a Trekkie. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. Uh, and then Olympia Dukakis, the reincarnated spirit of all these people whom she believes, uh, was the mother, Rosie. Uh, if you're living anywhere near our area here in Louisiana, you know her from Steel Magnolias and also Moonstruck, which, yeah. Yep. And then, uh, now George Siegel, or is it Seagal, because it's spelled the yeah, same can, way.
2: Can you click on him? George Siegel. Yeah. Played I'll, Albert. I want to see what I remember him The from.
1: bastard father of... Well, he's not the bastard. He's a bastard, He was in a TV
2: show. Um, what
0: TV? He I mean... Did he did a lot of TV. He was also in the Just that, Shoot Me. Was it Just Shoot Me?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But he was in 2012. He was on that ship.
1: Oh. Still <laughs> the only thing I remember yeah, that is Gallo. Woody Harrelson on the mountaintop Keep going down. Him.
2: There's still something that... that... Let's see.
1: Well, they're the looking, uh, he was also in The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And actually, when he was a young actor coming up with some of his early roles, he was praised as being... Him and Jack Nicholson were kind of considered like not uh, opponents, but like they were both considered to the same caliber of actors as they were coming up. And uh, they often... He often, him and Jack Nicholson often got roles that the other one was looking for and whatnot. Oh, there you go. Take a shot. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Ava Godel, like we mentioned before, played Grandpa. Either. He was also in The Godfather, played in Barney Miller. And he was also in the 80s horror classic, The Stuff, as one of the guest spokespeople in one of the commercials for The Stuff. <laughs> and of course, last but not least, Bruce Willis was the voice of the lovable Mikey. Mikey! What else was Bruce Willis in? I know, I've heard that name before. Bruce Willis. Take me uh, in. Yippee-ki-yay. Oh, yeah, he was in. A, what's that movie? Total Recall? No. <laughs> uh, of course, Die Hard, uh, yeah. the TV series Moonlighting, and Six Cities. And of course, the upcoming This Friday, Expendables 2, mm-hmm. along with Arnold and so many other fantastic actors. <laughs> so pumped to see that one. But uh, And you've seen Look Who's Talking before, oh, yeah. right? So I've you're familiar with it. 15, 20 times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was one of those, like we've kind of mentioned before, like my mom really enjoyed it. and uh, Obviously, this was. I think you know this movie would appeal to men and women and even kids because I mean, like you said, you saw it a lot. When I was a kid, I remember distinctly remember watching it a lot. In fact, I remember being a child, I guess nine, I guess when it came out, and not knowing what the beginning was. Like, yeah. What is this? Yes. And then like one day it just clicked. Like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> you watch the thing, that thing we warm, played at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the opening credits with the uh, the sperm swimming towards the egg through the uh, vaginal cavity. <laughs> I'm I'm not or sure fallopian the tube term. maybe it could have been yeah. I'm sure they got there eventually because that's where the egg sits isn't it mm-hmm. It rests in the fallopian <laughs> but how did he get <laughs> we're there we're not gynecologists I'm gonna I would say they were going through
2: the fallopian <laughs> tube because it wasn't very big and you know how small sperm is
1: it was obviously I mean, a microscopic shot <laughs>
2: it's like they're going through the <laughs> ocean the, woman the, too
1: hot then... <laughs> <laughs> alright but... <laughs> moving on <laughs> away from this subject uh, but Daniel uh, nice. you know uh, we've both seen this a lot like we just mentioned so I'll let you go first like what did like How'd you like this movie?
2: I enjoyed it a lot. One of those that I watched a bunch as a kid. Mm
1: -hmm. But now especially that you are a father, how'd your interpretation or impression of the movie, did it stay the same? Did it change a little bit? It pretty
2: much stayed the same. Mm -hmm. I guess it might have been a little different if I had a boy. Mm -hmm. But also, my baby's barely a month and a half. There's really not a lot to To compare. Yeah, the thing I think about is, you know, whenever Kirstie Alley goes on that, Date with the accountant, and mm-hmm. you know he gets to uh, Travolta gets to babysit and all that. Those yeah. little, all the stuff they do. What's the song they played, Renette? I forgot what that was. No, I don't remember. But anyway, I didn't pay that much attention <laughs> to the music, <laughs> aside from the the Beach Boys. Anyway, the just that little, little you know, he yeah, had that fatherly connection right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, like we were like we were saying earlier uh about the movie. This is the first time I've seen it in probably probably since the 90s, at least, early 90s. Uh, and I, I didn't remember Mikey growing up so fast, like, in the movie. Like, for some reason, I kept thinking he was a baby, like, for the whole movie. Because I've only mm-hmm. seen one in two, and I know in two he's still in a stroller. So, he's, you know, I didn't think the age jump in... I didn't remember the age jump in the first one being so drastic as it was. Uh, but, yeah, like, uh, watching it again... Because as a kid, there was a lot of terminology I didn't understand. Because, I mean, I'm a nine-year-old kid. I don't know the birthing process or, you know, so I didn't get a lot of the movie, so to speak. But also watching it now... I thought Travolta did a great job. act like it was a good acting role for him. Like, you know, we mentioned before like how like you did a lot of comedy stuff, but I mean his where he's talking to him in the crib and the baby monitor's on and Kirstie Alley's listening to him like that was a great scene. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was a phenomenal, I thought, for, especially for the time and that's something that of course being a 9-year-old watching this movie, you know, it's not like when you're young and you watch in the 80s you watch Big Trouble in Little China or Top Gun, you don't need to know the subtle themes in the movie. You're just watching it cuz it's fighter planes. Fighting, blowing each other up, or uh, you know, kung fu action, or whatever movie you're watching in the '80s as a kid. But you know, watching re- that's what the fun part about revisiting some of these as an adult that I haven't seen as well in a long time. But saw a lot then. Is the different perspective you get from it. And this one was just so it was enjoyable watching it again because it, it was almost like watching it for the first time, having not seen it in so long. Because yeah. there's certain parts you remember, like you know, you think, "What I'm thinking? Yeah, lunch." I, that, that's like the, that's one, the one I was going to go back. Because when I was a
2: little, <laughs> that's that. one of those moments where. I was like, okay, I'm not gay. Like, because I thought this... You know, I was like... You're know, mesmerized by that chest.
1: Well, maybe you were mesmerized by Travolta. Ooh. And maybe you're undecided. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just insinuating even. that maybe it was leftover Travolta mesmerization. And yeah. you wish Travolta had boobs.
0: No. <laughs> no, not that.
1: I'm just fucking with your daddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... I mean, I really enjoyed watching it again. Like, uh, I think we'll get to the ratings at the end, but I think what it's rated is maybe a little low for how well this movie is. Like, I could see this movie come, because of course my wife likes romantic comedy so she'd be like, oh, uh, let's watch, you know, Baby Mama or whatever other random romantic comedy is out. And, uh, you know, they're all kind of really sappy. This one really wasn't that sappy. It was, you know, it, the comedic parts were really great and funny and then you know, just like every single comedy you have to have that serious like plot line that eventually wraps up and they handled it really well it was, it was done really well for the movie and even by today's standards I think that this one is still really enjoyable like and uh as we'll get to in the trivia they are actually talking about rebooting the series what? so I just... I don't need
0: to do that no they should just make another one and I have yeah. uh as, as... Have as Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Bruce Willis makeup <laughs> <laughs> Blake
2: playing the old
1: Mikey and his kids' talking. we have Bruce Willis as the dad. Yeah. Well, you can't or, have Bruce Willis because well, he's too old. That's why I said uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. he's in that Looper movie, yeah, looking like plays Bruce young one. He's like, leave that makeup on. Go to the next studio <laughs> get,
1: and shoot. Okay, half the day you're shooting Looper, and then you're gonna go to the next door <laughs> and shoot. Look who's talking yeah. again.
0: Again. Yeah. <laughs> what? It see, could why, work.
1: What? Why, why Spielberg, you need to listen to this podcast and like. I mean, come on, like don't make you know Money don't let Michael bank. Bay make another Transformers. <laughs> you do this, this is, this is gold, <laughs> or just don't redo it.
0: Yeah, that sounds better.
1: But uh, now this is uh get on to the trivia now. I mean, anything else about the movie, Daniel? Anything that stood out to you or anything you want to talk about before we get on? Get on with it.
2: I remember when I was younger, I I didn't really understand the whole dad thing. Mm-hmm. with Travolta's the real dad, dad or, the real oh, dad oh yeah Yeah. It's kind of like why is she keep yeah, talking to him
1: why? I didn't get I mean I didn't remember mm-hmm. that, that plot line at all mm-hmm. again and then also like uh, Travolta's dad with the Alzheimer's and all yeah. that like I didn't get understand that as a kid yeah. but now of course my grandfather had Alzheimer's and passed away from it so like now it's like I understand what he's you know that so dude looked so old then yeah that was 89 he's still so alive. that's just odd good for him <laughs> I mean you know there's actually a website he was in the Snickers commercial he was oh yeah. yeah he was yeah. one of the old you know where they switched They're like you gotta have a Snickers dude but uh there's actually a website where you can bet on like the next celebrity to die and there's like odds oh, like I wonder what his wonder odds who's are next to, like
2: who's got the highest odds
0: I bet a lot of people lost money over betting on him <laughs> no, you know
2: just,
1: <laughs> it's always it's usually always a sh- like the you know there's I always say, like, the rule of three. Like, when one celebrity oh, yeah, dies, yeah. You, there's, you know, two more are gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny how it does seem to work out like that, but people die all the time. Exactly. But, it, but then, like, the it does seem that, like, I guess it's because when so-and-so dies and then this other B celebrity or old celebrity from way back dies, and it's like, it's relevant then because somebody else just died. Cause, yeah. Because if you look on, like, when I researched, like, the real world, real world stuff for this podcast, that's the, what was going on in the world, like, there's a ton of people that die, but I don't know them. Yeah, unless you know, I might read their Wikipedia. Oh, who is this? Oh well, uh, they played in oh, two movies. Oh, they produced something. Yeah. Like that. he produced Star Wars, but like that's all he ever did. So yes. Still, that that's still a great thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it had to that's be The done. twins, or the kids that pay, played him at different ages. What are you pointing at? You were talking about how much he
2: aged. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was three different ones. Oh. Oh yeah, three Mike, three different kids
1: played Mikey. Or is it th- four? Is it four. Four different children played oh, Mikey yeah. at <laughs> his various ages, and. Oh, I was about to say every one of their names started with a J except the last dude. He broke the he broke the right. chain. What a douche! And goes and screws. They that put up. him
0: last in credits because you know
1: <laughs> you don't have a J, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now it took us one reason. Like it took a while to, to do this one because it was a hard time finding this movie to watch it for me and Daniel. But uh, Bruce Willis did some X-rated outtakes for my like as they were doing the voiceover for the movie. <laughs> And I hope that when they, whenever they release this on Blu-ray, that's like a special feature to watch the movie with Bruce Willis's x-rated stuff. because you know that's got to be hilarious. because like even when I was watching, I was thinking like that's not what I would say at that moment. <laughs> not that I'm a hilarious comedian by any stretch of the imagination, but I can only imagine the funny stuff that Bruce Willis might say. Uh, and then a uh, Heckerling, the director was inspired to make the film when her husband was when she was pregnant with their child and her husband was like talking for the baby in her stomach. Like, ah, oh, let me out of here. Whatever he was saying. But that inspired her to write the script and thus have a multi-hundred million dollar franchise. That one little, that one wow. little hint of inspiration yeah. made so much difference. Yep. I'm
0: surprised no one thought of this before.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, like I mentioned before, it was Travolta's first major role in five years. Uh, and then, you know, it, I think it's pretty safe to say that this might have been his res, his true resurgence like we were mm. touching on earlier. But uh, it was just Pulp Fiction is the one that really just brought him back into the, I guess the, uh, for a, lack of a better a term, list. the Academy's, yeah. you know, perspective. Like, those, oh, yeah. Travolta can do this. You know, he's not just you know Danny Zuko. Talking about Sandy. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought this was interesting. Travolta has said that James's character is the one most close to his own personality, which I can see that being like eighty. You know, I don't think he had to act too much in a sense. Like. It came across as Travolta being Travolta to me. Not not the whatever was going
2: on in the movie, but phenomenon would, I would have thought would have been like Travolta's character.
1: Just that yeah, he's so quiet and Yeah, like uh, so, you would
2: think, but maybe not.
1: Maybe now, maybe more so. Mm. Now, like if you ask him that question, he might I'm sure his answer might change. He's done so much since then. He might say, Well, I'm just like uh, Vincent Vegas in Pulp Fiction, I kill him motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I mean part the dude part you know has a runway uh Freaking, he parks his jet at yeah. his house, you know. I mean, he's got clout to say he's, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, uh, Caster, I mean, not Caster Troy, uh, Sean Archer. Yeah, Sean Archer and Face Off or whatever. <laughs> that's that's me to a T. That's why I took that role. And then, uh, <laughs> but of course, there were two sequels Look Who's Talking 2 in 1990, which had the, the girl, which was voiced by Roseanne. Roseanne, Roseanne, who was just roasted recently, which we talked about. Yeah, I watched that last time.
0: Did uh, you, uh, when you look at your baby, do you think she talks like Roseanne in her head?
2: <laughs> no, I'm thinking more, uh, what was Roseanne's sister? Lori Metcalf? Jackie? Yeah. Oh, yeah Jackie? Yeah. yeah, that's who. That's, that's what, what she I sounds think. like? Yeah. So oh you're going
0: to...
1: Okay. Well, her, nickname, her nickname's Jackie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Your baby girl. What are you talking about? Yeah. Allison's.
0: Why do you call her Jackie?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no.
0: Does she eat rug? Nah, I guess oh. a little early. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jackie was a yeah, lesbian. that's true. Roseanne had the first <laughs>
1: lesbian kiss on TV. Huh? Yeah. Star Trek had the first interracial kiss. Ahura. Right. And mm. Captain Kirk. Yep. And then uh, then there was Look Who's Talking Now in 93 with the Pets. And I think it was Danny DeVito. Was he one of them? Yeah. And Diane Keaton. I think so. Yeah. I never saw that one. I I saw actually, I'll like actually I saw Bits and Pieces on TV, but... I just saw the premise for it and I was like, I'm not interested in talking pets. I'll go watch a Disney movie. There'll I'd to watch talking remember. babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> babies are way more interesting Let's to, to <laughs> the pets. They have a different perspective. And then uh, there was, a, just like we were mentioning that she did Fast Times at Ridgemont High and, direct, and wrote some of the show spinoff, the Fast Times spinoff. Uh, Look Who's Talking had a TV show spinoff called Baby Talk and the voice of the kid in the show was called Mickey instead of Mikey and it was voiced by Tony Danza.
2: <laughs> and it was short-lived. <laughs> I don't but, remember it, so...
1: I vaguely, when I read it, I was like, I do seem to remember a show briefly, but that's a, that's as far as that goes. Yeah, and then uh, as we mentioned, as I mentioned before, they are planning as of 2010. The producer of the Fast and the Furious is looking to reboot the franchise, so so don't look forward to it. Yeah, it's I gonna mean, be action packed. <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> have like explosions and <laughs> the sperms gonna like fight each other with guns <laughs> as it's going on. to more action. It's gonna be an action packed. They're Mindy gonna so, focus on Mindy
0: that part so of the be story. the baby. They're,
2: they're gonna drift. Like for Fast and the Furious as they turn the curve and the fallopian tooth. Shifting now, Here's sperm. what would make
1: it interesting. Vin Diesel should be the kid, but it's his head on like a baby's body. Sort uh, of like Jim used to do on like Ernest. commercials yeah. with the dancing
0: babies and stuff like that.
1: Then I would go see it because that would just be so ridiculous that it, it has to be entertaining in some form or fashion. Like
0: that Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. Th- 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 yeah, they yeah. had a baby
1: then. <laughs> I would enjoy that.
2: So Travolta's kind of had one of those, he has a movie that, that brings them back like, or really Saturday Night Fever kind of got him started. Yeah. That came out before Grease? I'm not sure. Grease was uh, late 70s, I believe. Grease Yeah, okay. Saturday Night Fever came out before, so that really got him like really started. Yeah. That's and He was it. a dancer. Then, I mean, that was his talent, yeah, so that
1: kind of showcased his Did Grease,
2: did Urban Cowboy, then he did Stayin' Alive, which was just totally panned. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of goes away, comes back, Luke, who's talking? Pulp Fiction just brings him back to A-plus yeah. list, whatever. Mm-hmm. He does Face Off, does all the... And then he does Battlefield Earth. <laughs> that
0: that that's, was uh, a favor, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: well, no, that's because he want he because he's so he's such a Scientologist that he wanted he like produced it and like financed a lot of it. I mean, it was a huge flop, but of course Scientologists think it's a great movie. And it's not a I mean it's sure. not even a good bad movie. I mean I I've seen it a couple of times. Like I watched it when it came out released on VHS and two point four. Then like I think uh, it was on Netflix There's briefly and I watched too. it again. But it's it's just silly. It's like in fact. I would say Battlefield Earth was the worst movie I've ever seen. That, you know, it was a big budget movie, I should say, that I've ever seen until I saw Battleship. Battleship, Battleship? is the really? worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. It's so bad. It's just, there are, some movies, there are some movies that are bad that are good because they're stupid. Right. Van Damme Street Fighter, it's a bad movie, but it's so sure. entertaining and fun. Mortal Kombat, well, I use a fighting game movie as another example. <laughs> Here's uh, another fighting game I movie. like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, it is a good I don't think it's that bad. The Tekken movie wasn't that bad. I don't know if you saw mm. the live action no, one, but it. it actually wasn't that bad. Mortal Kombat right. Two um, is horrible. There you go. Kombat. Dead or Alive. That was gar- that See, was. It's bad, but like bad, there's but some good. parts exactly. that are just fun to watch because Kevin Nash let's is try, in let's it. Let's try it to think exactly. of one that's that's bad. I'll but find my DVD collection here. I could like name right. like ten, but I can't. I'm You're talking about fighting game movies. No, game no. Movie.
2: Trying to think of one that isn't a fighting game because every one we named is. Oh, I
0: was doing that on purpose. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, it's it's hard for me. That's right hard now. to just a total something that's garbage but still decent. Yeah, like it,
1: it's bad. You well, recognize that it's think, bad, but you still it, like it. I
2: guess I can c- come up with some TV shows easily. Say by the think Bell. Basketball's awful, mm-hmm. but
1: I love it. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, <laughs> baseball's hilarious. <laughs> Say by the Bell is a cheese. I mean, I, there, nothing will stop my love for that yeah. show. But Brady, Brady Bunch, Bunch it's, bad, but I like it. I never liked the Brady yeah. Bunch.
2: Say by the Bell, bad,
1: but I like it a lot. Say by the Bell, it started off like, because like, they're growing up in front of you, yeah. you know, and it's like, I remember, because when we were young, well, especially you, I was like maybe two years behind them in the series or maybe no a little bit more because that, that was early 90s wasn't it like 94 through 90 oh I 90, thought it was earlier than yeah, that yeah I think it yeah I, mean, I think it was the tail end of it yeah so like because Miss um, M-
2: Bliss came out in the 80s Good yeah morning, like, Miss only, Bliss
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah but you know it was like I because when I got to high school I expected it to be like that
2: and it wasn't oh here's a movie horrible movie but i watch it just for one little thing and we talked about this on one podcast Godzilla the new one Mm-hmm.
1: No, that's I, not even a good like bad good one to me. I hate it so much. Oh, I, I like watching
2: Godzilla like himself, but a movie's so
1: horrible. <laughs> Roadhouse.
0: Roadhouse is on this person's list that says ten movies so bad they are good.
1: Well, you got to look at it like it's the plot for Roadhouse is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, but, but it's you know I mean you really can't rip out somebody well Patrick Swayze can because that was a <laughs> they, they really did that there you go. he really killed that dude, but uh, <laughs> you know a, a normal human can't rip out somebody's throat isn't that bad <laughs> 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 you know but I mean I, I would it wouldn't be on my list cause I think it's a good movie I enjoy it you what know what about
0: Big Trouble in Little China going back to episode well one that would of be Daniel
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not it, good to me in the oh, story, see, it's not it. not, so, okay. not even okay. bad enough to be good to him but to me it's it's not bad because it's meant to be cheesy in a sense they, they didn't go out to make a serious movie they were making an homage in a sense to uh, kung fu movies well I mean look, any of the Friday the 13th I mean honestly Jason Takes Manhattan it's a terrible movie it's ridiculous <laughs> but it's still awesome because it's mm-hmm. just it's just fun to watch you know it's a fun movie anything uh, with a
2: a definite bad acting yeah. some of them <laughs> Any Nicholas Cage movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you, yeah
1: that, that's a perfect example. <laughs> See, Con Air is kind yeah, of a I would bad agree with that. movie, but it's awesome. It's a, I mean, it, it, the <laughs> fi- its so <laughs> ridiculous, but it's so awesome. There you go. That's That is going. like Con the Air best Nicholas yeah. Cage movie, yeah. of all time. Yeah. Like, Camel that is my Co, favorite Nicholas Cage. Tyler, movie. yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. I'm coming home, <laughs> coming home forever. Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> and the dialogue. The last is thing so I want to do, but is yeah. so to pull a bullet. And and everyone, into the brain pads and all of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Swing low. <laughs> Bing Rang is awesome in it. Like yeah. he did good. Like he Danny ch- Trejo was good. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was. It wasn't bad acted. It was just badly written. Yeah. You know. So you have good. You have good actors having to say I ridiculous like Cyrus stuff. You know. Oh, he was menacing. He was a great villain. Honestly, the only person I really hate in that movie is John Cusack. He's I just he just he's all right. You know, he, wearing he his little penny loafers and like, oh no, can't you get my plane? No, don't do this. Come on.
2: Kerry Prowse is a good guy. You gotta, you gotta listen to
1: him. He just—I don't know. I That's—he's the only person I don't like in the movie. And I don't think he's a bad actor. What I am, just thought he was like, eh. You're one of my favorite, favorite people role. on yeah. it
2: yeah. is uh. Steve Buscemi yeah. I love that character oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's good in
1: almost everything he does. and it's so funny because he's like the worst like he's he is literally the most evil person on the plane yeah. but like yeah. you, you know you like, you, up, you like him at the end, end when he's like, you saw you're like oh no, cool you no, got away, away. Go yeah. this whole serial killer <laughs> who just did horrible things he's gambling in a casino but he's then cool they don't, they don't show you like the next morning where there's like dead hookers in his hotel room and he's got <laughs> a hat on and he's wearing their skins and dead kids and when they throw in that part where like he's talking to the girl. And that's a, that was a good scene. Like yeah. until you realize, you know, like oh shit, like you know, mm. he's like the worst one. Like you don't know he's like funny. Yeah. He's had a few moments before that, and then it's just like you see the girl, walk. and then she runs by at the end. Like, oh, thank God, he didn't kill the girl. <laughs> so like that redeems him in the audience's eyes exactly. that he can like now just you know be the comedic relief, even though he's, you know, they take him. Out. He's worse than Hannibal Lecter. I mean, they take him out with you know. The, uh, the, the I don't know what you thing. call it he's yeah. got the Lecter mask on he's straight jacket and they got the poles that can't be near him he's like you know Lecter and MacGyver apparently because he can't you know right. can't do anything
2: <laughs> be Johnny 600 they knew the tr- no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they knew the truth <laughs> he, see like uh, one of our friends posted on Facebook today that, like wondering why Danny Trejo wasn't in the Expendables 3 he should be Johnny 23 in the Expendables 3 <laughs> they should bring back that character like yeah. before yeah. Conner- or he's back with one arm <laughs> I didn't like
2: okay we we're supposed to yeah. be on look who's talking. Yeah. and We've done yeah. ventured all tangents are fun.
1: <laughs> it's relevant because you are Con Air, a bad movie, but yeah, I can watch it every time. It yeah, comes oh, up. anytime. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, mentioned before, like uh, whenever I'd play like an MMO, or me and my brother, we would play in uh, online playing a shooter or whatever. Uh, we'd have Con Air on in the background or Clerks on mm-hmm. in the background. Just you know, watch that movie now and quote half of it. And it's just and it like that is a very know. quotable movie. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome.
0: Anyone listening to this probably has their own movie in their head. Send yeah. it over to 80 uh, revisit at gmail.com.
1: Please. We oh yeah, I, forgot, I keep forgetting Chappelle was in that. Yeah. Oh, pinball. Yeah. Wasn't mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. 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 Uh, pinball, yeah. Well, pin, oh, so that's what happened to Pinball. They also did a good job of yeah.
2: introducing <laughs> the characters. Yeah. They like, set yeah, it up really good. Yeah, You knew about Billy Bedlam. You knew what he did and, and what's the more um, Johnny Diamond Dog. It even talks about him. It talks about Cyrus and all mm-hmm. that. Sally can't uh, dance. Uh, I got a picture, a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My daddy's coming home.
2: I got a picture of you too, baby. <laughs> oh,
1: that chick Monica Potter. She was so hot in that movie. She was in a, a Patch Adams. I remember. She was also in I think not the, what the whatever the sequel was to Kiss the Girls with Morgan Freeman, based on the book.
2: It was not Butterfly thing.
1: It was something like that.
2: Butterfly effect. That's not. No, it. no, no. Okay. That's
1: what. Oh, there it is. Along Came a Spider. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah or she was the damn. Well, I'm gonna I don't spoil her and Saul. God, that picture is like gorgeous too. Yeah, like, she still looks. I wonder good. how recent that is because she still got it. <laughs> she was uh, Carrie L's wife in Saul, I believe. <laughs> Carrie L. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a room with <laughs> that line he does. <laughs> there you go. See uh, the first Saul. Yeah. It's a bad movie, but I th- it's but also I a good it. movie. Yeah. I think like the acting is terrible, but Blair Witch. It could have been a good movie. Like the plot, mm-hmm. I think for the first one was great. The first. Nobody time, can say yes. that they saw that coming. And most people who don't like the first one just like, oh, well, you know, I think it's because they couldn't see it coming they feel like they should have seen it. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I think the first one was great. Everything else was garbage. That's yeah. the most convoluted... Okay, we're getting way off. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we are going from a nice family film to Con Air and Saw. No, I liked the first Saw a lot. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, Aaron. I mean, it's, it's a good plot. Revisit. But, anyway, look who's Let's talking. Let's talk
0: about babies now. <laughs> Let's
1: talk about babies. <laughs> but, uh, anything else about Look Who's Talking? The movie uh, proper <laughs> I
2: remember another thing that got me was really funny to me was when she threw the shit on the oh, yeah. uh, that expensive desk <laughs> always thought that oh, that was God. one of the funnier parts for me
1: it's gross <laughs> <laughs> he's all like panicking about it like clean it yourself he was, he was such a good asshole though like as a yeah. character yeah. like you like of course when I was a kid like I didn't like we were mentioned before like I didn't know like I didn't care about the dude like who's this guy and why is she talking to him yeah where's Travolta at? I mean aren't they married or something I mean, again I'm a nine year old I don't yeah. I don't read you know nobody at nine reads into a movie like oh yes the philosophical aspects of the character and you no know, you do that when you're older and you're more <laughs> more well-rounded that's one of the well-rounded things, that I wish like now you
2: could now a nine year old today could but record like have your your parents wa- get you to watch this movie and go so what is that and you're a nine year old going <laughs> well that's Bunch of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just to see, from just alien from alien. Our mindset at nine and what yeah. we thought that was. Yeah, I, would, I don't know. I like to see that. Yeah, it'd be funny. <laughs> like, what is
1: that? I don't know. Uh, babies. Yeah, bunch of babies. <laughs> but uh, in the real world, again, this was released October thirteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, a couple notable deaths around this time. On October sixth, the great Betty Davis passed away. Legendary actress of stage and Betty screen. Davis, Bug and eyes, Betty right? Davis eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I actually saw her grave when I was in L.A. last time because she's in the same cemetery in the same lot as Ronnie James Dio, which I mentioned that story oh, before. Good. So I was looking for Dio's grave and came across Betty Davis. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Also, uh, Jay Ward, the creator of Rocky and Boo Winkle, died on October Rocky. 12th, the day before the movie was mm-hmm. released. He did not get to see Look Who's Talking. Aww. So he passed away the day before of something. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, so- Something unfortunate. Some, something that caused death. He, he had a case of death. He didn't
2: die of <laughs> joy.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Or laughter. I wonder mean, if anybody's
2: ever died of laughter, like choking.
1: I'm sure. That's where the died we? laughing yeah.
2: term comes from.
1: I mean, I mean in, in Batman... The Tim Burton one; several people die from laughing.
2: Well, you could say uh, "Who Framed Roger Rabbit." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All that—if you laugh too much, you know what happens. You're gonna die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this one's—I was, I was really happy, like that's something good to talk about in the real world that I, I really enjoyed. But, uh oh. But again, October 13th was when "Look Who's Talkin came out. One week later, "Pretty Hate Machine" by Nine Inch Nails was released. One mm-hmm. of the baddest ass albums of all time, in my opinion. Of course, the first album by Nine Inch Nails, who at that time was literally just Trent Reznor. <laughs> Uh, still is for the I mean, for the most part. Uh, Pretty Eight Machine was named the number 50th out of 100 top album of the 80s in uh, Slant Magazine. Which uh, it's just it's so odd to me to think that this that was an 80s album. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like it's based, I mean, to me, that is the nail in the coffin of 80s the jo- the genre that most people associate 80s it's music the nine being nine
2: inch nail in the coffin. Yeah, the nine inch nail <laughs> in the coffin or
1: in the cross because that's where we got the name from. Yeah. Uh, you know, they actually don't sell nine inch nails. Because you go to the hardware reason? store, I don't know if that's the reason. I, I mm-hmm. think that'd be pretty ridiculous if that was the reason, but, yeah. but that is the the name is yeah. nine inch nails comes from that's the nine inch nails used to drive the nails and Jesus mm-hmm, of course. because yeah. uh, I remember when I was a kid and I was like I was in a hardware store like I wonder if they have nine inch nails, and up nope, they had eight and ten, they didn't have nine.
0: Could you extend the eight?
1: <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> you <laughs> take a, we could take a ten and just saw or ju- or just yeah you sharpen have it to do the ten make yeah. a nine. Yeah, but uh it it's notable for being one of the first indie records released to ever get certified platinum. Uh, And I'm not sure how many it eventually sold, but of course, I mean, to me, that album defined a lot. I mean, I didn't get it when I was nine, don't get me wrong. You know, when I got older and started listening to, you know, different genres of music, so to speak, uh, that was one of the first CDs I ever got was Pretty Hate Machine. Uh, And in high school, that was definitely like that. In high school, the albums that had the most effect on me were Pretty Hate Machine, Korn's debut album, and my senior year, Americana by Offspring came out. And those were just like the three albums I listened to blaring on my stereo, leaving the parking lot every day at school. <laughs> you the uh,
2: Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. One of their albums, too.
1: Well, all of, well 90% of them. <laughs> ten, uh, and, uh... What was the second one called? With the... Go Damn it. Was it just verses? I think it was... For, yeah, Ten Verses and then Vitalogy. Their first three are my favorite. That's another subject. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Nine Inch Nails. And let's see. On October 3rd... 10 days before. I can't read this.
0: Oh. Whoops. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. No, I got it. It, look, it looked like the word Prime. I'm like, what the hell, Prime?
0: Optimus Prime died. Died in Transformers <laughs> the movie. Spoiler. Uh, Prince
1: of Persia was released for the Apple II. So that franchise was born yep. in 1989. I played it back then. And also in the world What's of comics, that? the graphic novel Batman Arkham Asylum by uh, Grant Morrison, which is considered one of the greatest, great Batman stories, uh, was released. And it was, uh, God, it's been so long since I read it, but it was more about, it was very psychological. Uh, a lot of people don't like Grant Morrison as a comic writer now because he kind of jumped the shark with his Batman storylines, but in the 90s and stuff, and obviously the late 80s, he was considered a great, great uh comic writer. So, really cool, uh, really cool story. I kept trying to remember the plot, I don't own Arkham Asylum, the graphic novel, but I kept trying to remember like the plot on it, when I really don't because I kept confusing the Killing Joke, which is the joke, one of the probably the best Joker story ever written. Uh, so I can't give you any background on Arkham Asylum because I don't remember it, but I have read it. Final comic,
2: you're one pathetic loser, <laughs>
1: Harry. <laughs> I deserve that. Anyway, anything else about Luke Who's talking or any of the things I've? I well, give it mentioned? a score every time. Oh, of course. Seven point what? <laughs> I give it a seven point five. <laughs> okay, understandable. Uh, Hmm. Because, like I said, I really enjoyed it watching... Because, again, you know, it was like watching yeah. it for the first time. I wouldn't... It's definitely not, like, really high. So I would probably... I would probably honestly agree with your... I'd probably say a 7. A little bit lower mm-hmm. on my scale. I'd say a 7, you know, would probably be... I'd give it a 7. Yeah, it's one it's, of those. It's, it's, it's f- good. It's just, you know, it's not my kind of movie. But it is a good movie. It's well done. Mm-hmm. And it holds up, like we mentioned. So it's definitely... If you haven't watched it in a long time or you remember it from the 80s, go check it out now. Especially... Now, of course if you're listening to this and you were live in the 80s you're older now so you probably have a different interpretation of it you might like it more you might like it less who knows but
2: it came on TV the other day so I, I did enjoy watching it. this is
1: of all the ones we've done so far this was probably the first one that I haven't seen in a very very long time uh, to where like I said it was like watching it for the first time again so it was, it was fun for me to watch this one and revisit it yeah. and remember yeah. other parts than just the lunch part lunch. so it was cool ah! Uh but next week guys again, uh at the end of I think last week's episode we mentioned that uh kinda went went down a rundown of what we're doing, but we actually we had some technical difficulties with our Batman file. So we're doing Batman I guess week after next. Yeah. We're doing Red Dawn next week, which is appropriate because if you are a fan of the Awesome Podcast Network, you heard a little bit about Red Dawn on Geekly. this uh was it this episode or the previous one? Uh pre- I think it was the previous one, wasn't it? Previous yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, it was the previous episode where they, they do a little they uh, preview review the uh, Red Dawn trailer. So it's a little bit relevant. Uh, but we'll be we will be doing Batman after that and also Jaws three and four, the only two released in the eighties. So that's a Shark Week celebration, my favorite week of the year. Won't be released during Shark Week, unfortunately, due to our schedules, but we will get it in so you get a little after your for your morning period after Shark Week's over <laughs> this year, you can revisit. Oh, God, Jaws 3 and 4. I'm really not looking forward to it because I, I love Jaws, but <laughs> these are the bad ones, man. Uh, but they're, they're fun. To, like, Jaws three is a good, bad movie. The Revenge, no. it's well, well Tune in next to see what we say about that one. I don't want to spoil it. Right, right, sure. <laughs> don't get me on a tangent. You know how that goes. But uh, yeah, so ne- Not looking
0: uh, forward to it. It doesn't say anything.
1: <laughs> I'm actually looking really forward to it because Daniel hasn't seen them. He could there get like go. a 9 final or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, my favorite mov- movie, Daniel's ever. favorite movie is Jaws' the Revenge. What the hell
2: is Willow? Fuck Nothing. Willow. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws of Revenge
1: all the way. But yeah, so next week, tune in for Red Dawn and I didn't mention this at the beginning so might as well plug it now. Don't forget about the awesome podcast network. We do have two other podcasts on there. One being the aforementioned Geekly Dose hosted by Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nelson Telly. Uh, this current episode is a really good one. They go through their top five games of all time, their personal preference, some good stuff on there. Definitely check them out. And there's also... It's also Duo Attack which is Jesse Sigily and uh, Justin Owens and it's That's everything. Me.
2: It's everything Clicks. Wish I could tell you about Hero Clicks, but I don't play it. You I played should. one game. I played one game. I should play it. Should. should may as well. I don't right now. You'd have more friends.
1: You, you like know. chess, so it's, it's a natural progression. <laughs> the chess, so oh, give, yeah. Give it a shot. We got yeah. a ton of dupes you can just have. So <laughs> you, have a, you have an instant collection. Anything
0: in, on that
1: shelf it's, up there?
2: It's hard to. Kind of hard to keep away from my wife right now. I don't want to. Like my choice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got a young child. I
2: saw, and oh, I, I saw that wink. I got it. That's, that's, the reason I, that's the reason I didn't play uh, D&D.
1: Okay. That's the only reason I didn't play D&D. You didn't want your girlfriend slash wife to know you played D&D? No, with I, her didn't brother? <laughs> I didn't want to be gone. didn't want to be gone from her for five hours on Sundays. Oh, man. There's an elf in the room in front of you.
0: Yeah. I saw that wink i got you thank you
1: <laughs> all right guys but again thanks for listening check out the other shows on the awesome podcast network hey, you're
0: done listening to this one go over there and listen to it
1: exactly <laughs> uh, when i'm at work believe me it's it gets you through your day a lot faster mm-hmm. so it's very enjoyable good content uh, all of our shows are pretty diverse so there's a wide breadth of knowledge among between all three of them and hopefully you can even become a hero fan by listening to ben, cause it's definitely you could, uh
2: check it out on facebook and like it Yeah, whatnot it's we'll awesome podcast today. network
1: on facebook definitely and then uh also if you have any questions or anything and to correct anything we've said or any suggestions uh whatnot 80 oh take a shot uh or send us hate what not stop what not what i don't think i've said it
2: today so i'm kind of it's still fresh that. in my
1: brain from listening to the last one like because every episode has like a word that we say repeatedly for some reason i don't know why i guess we just get a a verbal tick between each other. But <laughs> anyway, tune in next week and uh, send us an emails so if you have any movies that you'd like us to revisit or that you might think are good enough to do or whatever. Anyway, driving on. Anyway, till next week, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! <laughs>
0: Show more at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.